Uh, here we are again. This is Al, and I'm joined again by my dear cousin, Daniel Dunbar. Hello, everybody. Who, who, uh, uh, did I cut you off? That's terrible. We oh. got to work on that. <laughs> I mean, it's only uh, like a, we're not even up to double digits yet. So <laughs> we have Fifth some episode. learning curve. Yeah, that's right. But that's OK. <laughs> that's OK. And anyway, this is the More About Jesus podcast you're listening to. Um, we believe that uh, we want to know more about Jesus. We think sometimes churches have become more about their way of doing things than they are about Jesus. And they could use to time to, there's a lot. But you know what? We just want what we do to be more about Jesus in everyday life. And that's what this podcast is about. Uh, so, yeah. That's where we are. What, uh, we both have had a bad couple of set of weeks again. Yeah. I, I think we're so, like, um, you know, you're doing something right when everything's going wrong. <laughs> it seems like the world is just like hammering on us right now. And it's just like, yeah. So I, I take it as a good thing as, as far as I can, like maybe. I don't know. There's just been a, like a lot of a lot of things going on, a lot of good stories and stuff like that that I can share as well of uh, stuff that's happened to to us, um, uh, like not only just myself but also to uh, like with my wife and stuff like that as well. Like over the last last couple of weeks, so it's like, you know what? If we're getting this much opposition, um, uh, to 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 use a, a Christianese kind of phrase and stuff like that. There's much this much opposition Ooh. within the spiritual warfare kind of realm that um obviously we might be on the right path here. <laughs> that uh that this might be happening, right? So yeah. I feel that way sometimes. It's like sometimes you really get yourself pumped up for something good and spiritual that you want to do, you know, like it's a cool thing and, and you've planned it and you're spiritually excited and you think it's going to be great and then the day before everything goes to crap and you end up having a fight with your spouse or your kids are being crazy or something happens to totally throw you off base yeah. and as a, and we're both worship leaders so I've, I'm right now I'm not but I've, I've I don't know how many Sundays I had prepped something really awesome and cool and then I go like literally to church angry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so out of touch and just not wanting to do a single thing. But those Sundays sometimes were the best ones I ever had. Yeah. Yeah. Because once I started worshiping, I would let it go. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's what it is with me as well. Like, I mean, worshiping for me is like how I actually talk to God and that's my language. That's like, some people are like, well, I talk to God this way, whatever. Or that's how God talks to me. You know, they can hear God's voice and stuff like that. I only hear it when I'm worshiping and or feel his presence or whatever. And uh, that's that's when I connect. And so that's I pour everything I have into it. And that uh, people seem to uh, follow along, I guess. Mm -hmm. but, <clears throat> yeah, that's, that's why, um, like, I set up our church, like, Saturday night. So that way... Uh, all the anger and frustration I have in unwrapping cables and setting up and stuff like that. <laughs> I don't have that Monday morning or, you know, That's fun. while setting up, it's like, oh shoot, I forgot this, this, and this. It's like, it's not like the last minute thing that's happening. 
uh, you know, during, you know, during setup on Sunday morning. So if I set up on Saturday night, then it's like, okay, now I'm, now I'm in the, you know, I'll remember to grab that in the morning or whatever for tomorrow. So. Yeah. yeah. I didn't have to do as much as you, but I, when you have guitars and stuff, I wanted always my, um, I didn't want to have to think about where my mic is and where my stand is and where, like, I, I wanted all that done. And I, we, we used to practice Saturday afternoon or something yeah, and then just leave all the stuff there. But we have an actual church building, but yeah, I, I remember some Sundays, like I didn't know there was something there Saturday night or something and they'd move all my stuff. Oh yeah. So I'd come in Sunday morning. I'm like, oh, you didn't <laughs> be so, so livid. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Confessions. Worship leader confessions. <laughs> it's like, you touched my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, to, to the your point, sometimes weeks seem bad. And I, I think there's some, I think there's some uh, logic to that and also truth that it seems like spiritual attacks when you're trying to really do something good, trying yeah. to throw you off. Yeah. Or it could be a test. It could be God just saying, "Hey, yeah. letting some stuff happen and saying, let's see how he handles this.'" Yeah, could and be. He's not cruel. He's just I don't know. Yeah, could but, be. But hey, I don't know everything. Yeah, like um, who to th who to thunk it? Who to thunk it? Like uh, uh, one one big thing that happened uh, this past week, last week. Yeah, last week my wife had one guy come in uh, to the barbershop, sit down in the chair, and then he starts talking. He's like. I'm a witch. <laughs> and I Isn't practice. Isn't he a warlock if you're a man? You're a warlock? I guess so. He'd be, he'd be more of a warlock, right? But he was part of a... That's the first a, thing I'd say to him. <laughs> right? But, and so Brandy's like, oh, okay, well, cool. And he so he starts going on about how he's part of a coven and then they actually practice like uh, spells and everything else. And then Brandy says she could just, because like my Brandy, uh, Brandy, my wife is like very... Uh, tuned to the spirit, I guess you would say. And he's your brandy, you could say that. Yeah. And my brandy. My brandy. <laughs> and uh and yeah. And she could sense that there was something not right with this guy. Right? And she could she could start feeling this oppressive force coming at her. Mm -hmm. Right? While she's cutting his hair and stuff like that. And so she starts mentally praying like within her mind and stuff like that for protection and stuff like that. And this guy starts going on and on and on and more pressing harder and harder and harder about what he does as a witch and stuff like that. Right. And she says his eyes wow. were just like, they were not normal at all. And oh. she finished, she finished the service and stuff like that. And the guy, cause they have to wear masks and stuff like that. He pulled down his mask and she said his smile was just like, it was weird. And she just like looked at him and she said, I can't remember what his name was. I, I don't know what his name was, but she called him by name and she's, is there anything else I can do for you? Because she said she was at the point where she's just like, I'm just going to call Jesus' name out here. Like that's how close she was. And then all of a sudden the guy just like, as soon as she said her um, the guy's name, uh, he all of a sudden just flipped and his eyes changed and his mouth changed. And he's like, no, no, I think I'm okay now. And, and left and she's just like I think that was a spiritual attack and like <laughs> this dude's harboring a demon like 
and it was it was going to come to blows. <laughs> so that's pretty wild. That's that's a wild thing that happened to to uh, to her this week. But yeah, sheesh. Yeah, and all then all the cool stuff happens in Edmonton, eh? Well, yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a bigger city than what I live in. Yeah, we got all the crazies. That's right. <laughs> Especially down at Kingsway Mall, it just it just happens where you know it's closer to the downtown core. So I noticed you uh, recorded a vinyl. So what are you? You're digitizing, right? You have a you have a way of taking vinyl and putting it into digital. Yeah. So, but you got to play through it all, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. I'm playing through it all. And, um, thing is the, the vinyl is like the stuff that I'm putting up on YouTube. If you want to check out the vinyl and stuff like that, it's Danny boy studios is my, is my YouTube channel. That's where I'm, that's where mm -hmm. I'm sticking them. Um, yeah. We'll put a link in the, well, I think you did already <laughs> post it in our discord. So. Yeah, I did. I did post it in the discord. So I'll and, put, I'll put a link in the links there. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, um, uh, a neighbor of ours, just like two doors down, they're moving. Um, they'd been in that house since she was a little girl. It was like her mother's record player, like one of those old, big, high fives, you know, where they're like the big, huge wood yeah, cabinet. Yeah, and yeah she, I wanted one of those. Yeah, she gave us one. And she's like, oh. well, we're moving here. And like, I opened it up and like all the records were still in there. Oh, and, dang. Yeah, I know. So it's like, oh, I've got like, Four Led Zeppelin albums, like original 1970s Led Zeppelin albums, and oh. like uh, and a few other ones is like and like uh, Slow Hand by Eric Clapton and and a bunch That's of those. Wild, yeah. And then mixed into that was also a whole bunch of these really weird bands I've never heard of, like from the uh, late 70s and stuff. And so I'm putting uh, so like like Led Zeppelin. I would get booted off of YouTube fast. Like my computer would f would catch on fire <laughs> if I tried to yeah, upload yeah, yeah. that to yeah. YouTube, right? Um, so what I've got is uh, uh, like uh, the last, the one that I just did was uh, Angle Tracks. And so, yeah. And I liked that one when I first, because I was like, a few nights I was like, okay, like I got to go through like these obscure names that I've never heard of. And... So I was like, one night I was like, okay, um, grabbed a glass of wine, put on angle tracks, dropped, dropped the needle onto it. And I was just like, wow, this is really good. Like, uh, it's just like, they're doing odd time signatures in this thing. And I'm like, ah, this is, this is fun now. This isn't just like some weird disco kind of thing. It's like pop punk. So, and I've got another That's one loaded neat. up. Yeah. I've got another one loaded up, but that record player was in their house forever. They had dogs, like a few dogs. They smoked like crazy. I tried cleaning it and <laughs> brought it into the house and it left the house within a half an hour because it just started stinking. <laughs> so, well then, uh, uh, when I was, cause so while I was down at Long and McQuaid, one of the guys there, he's like, oh man, I wish you really had like a PS4 or something like that. I'm like, well, I can't play mine anymore. Do you have a record player? So he's like, yeah, I got a record player. I don't use it at all. I'm like, I'll trade you straight across. So perfect. My PS4 that I couldn't play anymore because of my shoulders and uh, for his record player that he didn't 
use anymore. So, cause he, he's DJing all digital now. So and not using, not using actual vinyl. So, you know, it's a fairly hefty, like lifting that turntable is really heavy. So no kidding. It's worth about as much as a PS4 too as well. So, well, back in the day. So yeah, now it's now the well, turntable is still expensive and the PS4s were that's nothing. Right. Exactly. <laughs> oh, and vinyl is hard. I just started a collection. It's only been a few years. Yeah. I mean, I had some from when I was a kid that I've just kept somewhere. Yeah, yeah. But I don't have much, and so I'm slowly building it up. But it's hard to find old ones. Yeah, yeah. Like and So this that, is... that's gold mine. Goodness Oh, yeah, gracious. and like if, if you can see right here, I'm pointing right, there's a stack. Mm-hmm. Right there. That's all the ones that I'll be able to put on YouTube. I got about over a dozen. Nice. That I'm going to be putting up. So I've got, I've got one... Um, loaded up, ready to go uh, to record probably tomorrow. I'll probably do that. So it's called The Misters. It was like a German Misters. pop. Yeah, it's like a German pop punk band. They only did two records back in 1978, 79, and that was it. Wow, there's a whole podcast there that you could do. Oh, probably. Like I, I went old, through like a couple. Vinyl. Yeah, I just, I just listened to a couple songs and I'm like, Oh, this is going on, <laughs> and even That's if it's neat. even if it's something that I don't like, it's still going to go on because it's like you know what somebody else out there might like it, and yeah, yeah, they might there might be something they've lost or like they had and someone took it or got melted in the sun and now they can listen to it. Yeah, yeah, and it's like um, since the statute, you know, or the copyright laws or something like that are 25 or 30 years. And so getting stuff from like the late seventies, early eighties, I hate to say it, but that's way past the, you know, if nobody's ever picked it up or re redid the copyright licensing. So I always, Oh know, yeah. If you, it's not, if it hasn't been re-released by the company or something, then you're good to go. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And like some of the, some of the record companies that, that are on those labels, they're gone. Or they were picked up by Sony, and then Sony, of course, isn't going to go and um, uh, renew the licenses for like a one a one album wonder, right? Yeah, because like Angle Tracks only had the one album, and that was it. I still <laughs> Angle Tracks. Angle Tracks. Yeah. <laughs> You'd think they could come up with a better name, but I don't know. There must be a meaning to it. Let's Google that. That's a research project for this week. It was tracks. it was the seventies, man. It was the seventies. But yeah, for anybody, say, dude, for anybody it who was hasn't, the seventies, dude. Oh yeah, but if anybody anybody who hasn't listened to that from like Love the Nerd, they play like some really cool um uh video game noises in the music. Like from oh, back yeah. in the seventies. Like somebody's playing like arcade games. Like the sounds from arcade games and on some of the tracks. Boop, 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 boop. Oh yeah, like oh yeah. You listen to it and you're like, that's not really silly okay. stuff that they would have had back then. Like they're playing video game tracks somehow. So <laughs> that's cool. Well, we better get into it, eh? Yeah. Um, we're still doing Sermon on the Mount. And we managed to get through two two verses last time, which was pretty good. But this one, I don't know how we'll do today, because there's one that I really got some ideas about. Mm. Is that going to be the first one? Yeah. So uh, 
I guess I'll just read, I'll read verse six. Sure. So we're in Matthew chapter five. I'm going to read from the new living still, and then we'll look into other stuff. God blesses those who hunger and thirst for justice, for they will be satisfied. Hmm. Now that one commonly I think of as righteousness, right? Yeah, That's right. the word that I've heard. Yeah, righteousness is like in the NIV version. Yeah. That's pretty much the same thing in the, in, in the NIV. The message says it quite a bit differently. Oh, it's really different, yeah. Yeah, because it's Go like, ahead. So in the message, you are blessed when you've worked up a good appetite for God. He's food and drink in the best meal you'll ever eat. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah, that one I'd have to appetite for God. An appetite for God. Because that they're taking the word justice. What we're trying to determine whether it's justice or righteousness, and just saying God. Yeah, yeah. Ba basically, you're looking at like um, what it sounds like is like they're they're changing out. Like, because righteousness righteousness is is right thinking, right living, right, right thinking, living. right. Yeah, being Which, righteous uh, is following God's ways and God's laws, and yeah, yeah. Whereas justice, I don't know if justice like justice is like your. I don't know. I I look at that more as a more legalistic kind of thing, right? I like that. I like that. How it's like you're, you're working up a good appetite for God. I do kind of like that because. Well, we have to get that in there because hunger and thirst. So yeah, if we're starting at the whole basis of this verse, it's blessed are those who hunger and thirst. Yeah. So it's uh, it's about what your food is, like that verse says, really. I, I, what I what I put in some notes from before was that doing what is right sustains me. Mm. Yeah. So my sustenance, I guess it's in a still in a spiritual sense, is going to come from God, and He's going to satisfy that. Mm -hmm. But I have to be hungry and thirsting for the right things for the things that he wants me to hunger and thirst for and that's why i was able to wrap my brain around the justice thing that's what i was because because quite often when i find these just not a discrepancy word choices mm. by translators it seems to be one thing and it's maybe another and i'm like well which one is it mm-hmm and I'd walk down a pathway, I'd get out my interlinear Greek New Testament, uh, which helps me find the word. And then I get out the Strong's Concordance and look up the word or use a Vines uh, dictionary that shows you the different ways you could take that word in the Greek. So, I mean, you don't need to really be a Greek scholar to look up a word. Yeah. And see what, there's so many ways to do that. Yeah. But almost always, it's both things. I've got that. 
I've learned that. So when when they translate it, they're kind of saying, well, which words should we use? Kind of both of them apply. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, then they, they kind of pick one. Yeah. But that's why I like when they actually put both. So I, in the NLT, there's a note or whatever. If you have a, if you're using digital, it'll leave a little asterisk or whatever. And instead of justice, it'll say also righteousness. Yeah. Yeah. On some, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not all. I don't know. They, this, uh, some paper ones might not have that. But if you're used, like I I read quite often with the uh, version. The, yeah. the free Bible app thing. Yeah. And that one showed showed that too. Oh, did it? Yeah. I, well, at least the one on my phone, mm. I think it did. Or maybe I was looking on computer. I can't remember. Maybe I have on so the many computer, yeah, my, things. my phone never has like the asterisks next to it. That's because that's usually what I read off of. So I'm Android phone though. So yeah. And my, and my Bible doesn't have the asterisks next to it. It doesn't have the hyperlinks <laughs> on it either. But another example of that is one of my, is Romans, uh, when it says to offer your body as a willing sacrifice, mm. this is Romans 12, 1? No, not 12. For this is your, and this is the part, reasonable act of worship or reasonable act of service. So it has that word twice. Like, and I remember looking that up thinking, well, is it worship or service? Because that seems like two different things to me. Yeah. But it ended up being both were exactly fine. It's, it's, uh, there's nothing that's not worshipful about service. Yeah. The offering of yourself to God, whatever capacity it is. You're washing dishes for, you know, a, a function to help people out. Yeah, that's worth as much as singing songs in church. Yeah, there was there was one monk that was pretty famous for for being in in the presence of God, and people from all over came to see what he was doing. And he was inside the kitchen peeling potatoes, and just the presence of God was just exuding from him while he was doing it. Right, and that's. And they're like, how on earth did you do that? You know, how, what's the secret? And he's like, peel potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> just, just continue. I can't remember his name. Oh, like my <laughs> pastors like talked about him so many times. I can't remember this monk's name It's going to drive me crazy. But yeah, that was, that was it. And he's just like the whole time that he's peeling potatoes, he's just praying to God the whole time. And he's just like, as in like, let's say, let's say praying to God, he's, he's talking to God the entire time that he's peeling potatoes for the monastery, right? So, I mean, and, and people are like, what, that's it? You're just working and talking to God the whole time and serving people and not grumbling about it? And he's like, mm-hmm, yep, pretty much. And Yeah, so there you go. Yeah, and people who said that they would come in and he's like, he's the dude's almost glowing <laughs> when he's doing it, right? And it's just like an act of servitude. And he was hailed as a saint and stuff like that. And he's like, all he did was peel potatoes. It's like, you don't have to change the world. Sometimes God asks you just to peel potatoes. There you go. Okay, we're done. Thanks for coming and listening to the... No, I'm kidding. But that that's enough lesson for anyone, isn't it? Yeah. Servant well, Jesus. And but I that's mean, another whole topic. 
Yeah, even even this even this uh, even this verse right here is like when you've worked up a good appetite for God, eat food and drink, then the best meal you'll ever eat. Right? I mean, like, oh, Brandy and I we were like exhausted one night, and we were sitting around, and she's like, "Oh, what are you guys going to talk about on your podcast this week?" So I was like, "So I told her," and then we started talking about it. And we talked more and more about it, and I, we started actually getting like energized and stuff just talking about God more. And I was just like, "Huh." So this is this is kind of what he means that when you're ser- when you're searching for God and you're discussing it with somebody else, all of a sudden you get this re-energized feeling, right? And 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 even the same thing. Uh, and then it brought and brought to mind and to me the uh, the scene in the Chosen where he's you know he goes to the the Samaritan woman at the end of season two, end of season one, right? Right at the end of season one, where Jesus Jesus goes to the Jacob's well. And he tells his disciples to go ahead, go buy food and stuff like that. And he meets up with a Samaritan woman and he talks with her and, and reads, you know, reads her mail and tell, you know, he flat out tells her what she's doing and stuff like that. And, and, and reveals himself as the Messiah to the first time. And, uh, when his disciples show up he's like, they're like, oh, did you want something to eat? He's like, I've had, you know, uh, the best meal I've just had. Right. And they're like, who brought him food? <laughs> so, you know, because he helped change somebody's life. And that's just the best meal, right? So that's that's the searching, you know, that's the and even and, you know, maybe he was thinking about that when he said this too. Could right? have been. He could have been thinking about Well, that. he it seemed like like I I guess one uh when I think of righteousness, sometimes I just consider it as doing the right thing. Yeah. So he obviously had a bigger plan there and he knew about, like, it was one of those moments when he knew he would meet that woman. Yeah. Um, But I think he did things incidentally too, as uh, like, well, there's some stories where things just happen and he, Jesus had compassion or Jesus, he just, uh, I th- I see this God blessing people who who are just hungry to do the right thing, and sometimes that'll mean uh, fighting for the rights of others. Yeah, that might be the more extreme case of justice. So I uh, I personally hunger and thirst for there to be justice in regards to uh, like things like, like when there's groups of people that are hated by the church or isolated by the church, uh, especially women, for example, being subjugated for so long. And it's still hard to get across to some people, the the idea of equality of women in church. Yeah. And uh, that I hunger and thirst for, mm-hmm. but I don't feel like I'm satisfied. So that might not mm. be <laughs> to that applicable. Because I, so you know what I mean? But that, that's what I've been wrestling with this week because it can't be just justice. It has to be, so I have to be satisfied with doing the right thing. I took a stand or what I make, make a stand or I make statements regarding things I'm passionate about that I feel are from God Mm -hmm. and leading me. Um, I need to be satisfied with that, I think. And God will bless that and not, not always look for the outcome, 
but be driven by this hunger and thirst to do the right thing. Yeah. Hmm. Is that simplifying it too much, though? I don't know. Hunger and thirsting for the right thing to happen? Not to do the right thing. To, for the power, the energy, the the spirit to use me in a certain way to drive me to do the mm. right thing, to make the right choice, to yeah, be brave enough to do the right thing. Yeah, yeah. Stuff, stuff that we're not... It, yeah, I wish I had, had had a bigger hunger and thirst for it, then I'd probably do it more. <laughs> but mm-hmm. seeing as I'm able to satiate all my physical hungers, right, here in North America, I'm able to do that. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, work hard, have a fairly comfortable life. So what's there to hunger for? And if I, you know, so I have to focus on the kingdom and what the real goal is, right? The real goal isn't me just just being comfortable enough in my life and uh, obtaining enough money so that I can retire, right? Which... Yeah, then you can do whatever you want. (laughs) Exactly, right? And The rest of your life. You you could be selfish the rest of your life. Yeah, right? And... That's that's the thing is that I think that's the wrong motive. Yeah, there's no <laughs> there's no uh, beatitude about that. Blessed are right. those who think about themselves and save up money so they don't have to ever help anyone <laughs> the rest of their life. So they could take the last 20 years of their life off. Right. Or, you know, since we're yeah. living past 60 now, it's like the last, you know, or we're living, you know, a lot longer in retirement now, it's like you take off the last 30 years of your life or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, uh, oh, I'm going to be so sore then. <laughs> I, <live that> long. <laughs> I, I don't think I'll be able to retire. I don't think I'll be able to afford to retire. It's like, uh, how many more years do I no, have to pay no, off my I house? Need. It's like, oh my goodness, I'll never be able to retire at this, at this pace. But if there's a directive in this, it's mm-hmm. what, like, what do we do? We're looking to hunger and thirst. Yeah. Like that's, uh, so that to me is such a deeper thing to do. It's not a do this, do that. It's not a, it's not a don't, don't say swear words or it's not, don't get drunk with wine, but be filled with the spirit. It's a, Blessed are those who have this state who are hungry and thirsty for this thing. So yeah. how do we get to that point? That's the challenging part. Because yeah. it's not just making a choice one day. Hey, I'm going to be hungry for this. Mm-hmm. I guess you could work it, but I think it's like a process. I think it has to be a changing from what I desire just for me. That was I, that was a good example about, reti- about retirement because it, I'm got to change my life to be almost completely about others. Cause if I'm hungering and thirsting for doing what is right, it always is going to involve others and justice of course will be. So then when I see uh, racism displayed in my world, whether it's in work or on uh, something I'm watching. Yeah. If, 
then I will hunger and thirst for something to change there, something not to be that way. Yeah. I'll have a desire that wells up within me and it might come forth in anger or in sadness or whatever, but it'll be a passionate thing mm-hmm. that is coming from the core of who I am, a hunger and a thirst. That's, that's, and then my sustenance will come from God in order to make changes. I don't know. Hmm. I'm working through this as I speak, but yeah. Uh, Brandy posted on the discord, like uh, other, other, um, like the word blessed could also mean because, you know, translating to English, of course, sucks because the English language Mm -hmm. sucks really compared to the Greek and the ancient Greek and the ancient Hebrew. Right. So the other, another word that would be truly happy or content to the point of joyful. Right. So you are truly happy when you are hungering and thirsting for righteousness. Now that puts a different spin on it again. And then it comes to fulfillment. So then, yeah. Like if you're, if you're hungering and thirsting for those right things, but even just that's in the, the thing God can give you to sustain you, that's what's going to make you happy and fulfilled. Yeah. But uh, even, but even if, just if the, you hunger and thirst for new more cars and for a bigger <laughs> house, that's uh, not a thing God's going to fulfill in your life no. necessarily. No, like thank God for unanswered prayers sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a um, song about that. Oh, I love Garth Brooks. Like, <laughs> someone's got to get him on digital. I don't know why he can't be on Spotify like the rest of the world. Oh, that's 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 another beast. That's the music industry. That's you don't want to mm-hmm. take that one on. Oh, I'll take him on. So truly happy. You're rich enough, Garth. Truly happy are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. So it's more the act of you're hungering and thirsting for it. You'll be truly, you know, whether or not it comes to fruition, but you're really trying to get there, I guess. It'd be nice sometimes, because I mean, like on, on, you're looking at like, say, racism, uh, uh, for for an example, right? I mean, finally, we are getting into the place now where it's like it's really um, it's really coming to the forefront, right? Where the other the other you know with 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 uh, people, you have to be really careful what you say now, right? Or they'll cancel you uh, with Ooh. the whole cancel culture thing that's going on, especially if you are somebody who is in in the social media. Right, that that that's how you make your living, is through social media and through um, uh, the public view. Right, if if you are an actor, actress, um, yeah, you're done. Yeah, you're 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 done if you say anything racist now. Unless you're like a shock jock, those kind of radio guys that would, but then, whole, but that that doesn't even work anymore, yeah, really. Yeah, and and their demographic is actually paying for that, right? So you, you'll have both yeah, sides guess, of the coin, yeah. right? But um, what I'm saying, what I'm saying with that though, is like not that I'm all for social justice, um, because I think that's being driven sometimes by the wrong spirit behind it right mm-hmm. because um a lot of the social justice warriors are actually going after christians and churches as well 
right? Because Jesus can be consumed, can be can be viewed, not consumed, but can be viewed as hate speech. Like some of his stuff that he says here on the Sermon on the Mount could actually be viewed as hate speech and stuff. Um, the the way that they spin it, right? And so, um, a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of online churches and stuff like that get get slammed by um, some of the things that they say, right? Ooh. And so the, you know the 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 media and and a lot of the social justice people out there they want churches to shut up, right? And you don't don't talk about that here, right? But it's, you know, why can't we have equality in our schools? I mean, um, children are allowed to read the Quran. Children are allowed to uh, do Muslim prayers in the schools. However, children are not allowed to read the Bible and to pray to God in the schools. So, and this is public schools here uh, in Edmonton. So... Oh. Because we we do have we do have a, a fairly high Muslim uh, population, especially in the area that I live in, and I'm like, great, that's fine. Uh, they they can do their prayers and stuff like that. Why can't why can't Christians get together and pray? Why can't a a teacher have a Bible in her in her desk that she reads on her break? Right? Why does she get fired for that? Whereas, you know, all so there the, have been people fired for having a Bible in the school. Oh yeah. That's, that's, that has happened. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Where a teacher's had it, you know, and was only reading it on her break, not in front of students or anything like that. And somebody found it and, you know, sorry, you can't work here anymore. Right. And it's like, it's, it's worse than being non-vaccinated right now. <laughs> wow. I never heard any of that. So, but I mean, public schools here. They're like, well, if, 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 if we don't, if we don't allow these children to do their prayers on, on Fridays and stuff like that, um, where they go into the halls and they actually do their prayers and stuff, they'll just stop coming to the school. I'm like, oh, so money is motivated by us. Cause if the students stop showing up, then, then, you know, the school loses funding because the school gets paid per student. So if all of a sudden you have all these students leave, it's like, wow, I wish Christians were that bold that they would actually be like, fine, then we're not going to show up. But Well, they generally do. They just don't take their kids to school. They yeah. homeschool. Yeah. That's a whole nother topic. That's a, that's a whole nother topic. And you know what? I, like I said, I have no problem with, with other faiths and everything else uh, praying in their school and stuff, praying publicly. I mean, just let us do it as well. That's all I ask. I mean, we're not we're not spouting hate speech. That seems to be the just the just thing is to let everyone do it. Yeah, but or Christians. let nobody do it. But Christians. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know. I've never looked even into that. Yeah. It seems when we have Catholic school, like my sons went to Catholic school, so. Yeah. Yeah. The, there was there was prayers. Oh yeah, and they stat <laughs> statues of Jesus everywhere. So. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go, Plastic Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to verse 7. Verse 7. God blesses those who are merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Hmm. Is that a conditional one? So unless you show mercy, you won't get mercy? That's not what it means, right? 
Hmm. There's a lot of stuff in the Bible like that. If like, uh, especially in with Jesus words, if you don't forgive others, then God won't forgive you. It does. It that does happen quite a bit, doesn't it? It's like if you know. I think. Do we believe that just as it's written? I I yeah. don't. I think it's got to be more complicated than that. I think. I think these next these next um, beatitudes or blessings are more how we relate to everybody else, whereas the first four are sort of like how we're supposed to um, relate to God, in a way. Right. You know. Poor in spirit, mm-hmm. uh, mournful, being meek, and hungering and thirsting for righteousness. Is this that's your attitude towards God, towards searching for God? And then it seems like it, it sort of shifts a little bit, and it's like, okay, now this is how you have to be with other people. So be merciful to other people, so that you can be shown mercy. Right. Bread mercy. Why couldn't he just say it that way? Blessed are the merciful, for they shall be shown mercy. <laughs> what is on oh, and that and I think the massage is even weirder. This one, yeah, the massage is. Um, you are blessed when you care. At the moment of being careful, you find yourselves cared for. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, full of care. Yeah, at the moment of being full of care, you find yourselves cared for. Yeah, it says care, and it's it's written with a hyphen or whatever. Yeah. Care, yeah. full, care, full. Not careful, as in like be careful. Yeah, you're not you're being step on safe. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. As it being full of care. Yeah, merciful, full of mercy, careful. Yeah, that works. But this is, uh, what is I, I, I right away think of that story of, of uh, that Jesus told about the, the servant that was really in debt and then the master forgave him a massive debt because he couldn't pay it. And then he went back, like, and he owed like a lifetime of money. Yeah. But then he went back and found the guy that owed him 20 bucks and put him in jail for the 20 bucks he owed him because yeah. he couldn't pay it. Yeah. That's terrible. Yeah, right. And then and then that servant got hauled back to jail by the by the master that was originally mm-hmm. forgave him the debt. Right. Yeah, and I think there was some weeping and gnashing of teeth even. Yeah, cuz it was like not only just him but it was his entire family. Oh, if I remember. In jail. <laughs> I it, wonder if those it, are true stories or if it's just a I think when he told parables sometimes it was just like a yeah. a wild story that he come up with to make a point. Yeah, but the cultural context of it was was different, right? Had like, to I mean, be true, yeah. Like if if you owed somebody money, you worked for them. Right? And they would put you into like a type of like prison or work camp, I guess it would be. It would be it would be closer to what it was. Right is is you were in a work camp until you paid off your debt, but a lot of the times at work camp you never actually got to pay off your debt because they just you know they didn't pay you well, and so it would take forever for you to you know get out of debt jail. Yeah, debt jail. Debt jail. I can feel that. (laughs) It's called the mortgage. 
<laughs> well, at least there's a term at the end of it, but it's like, if you look at like, you know, say you have a credit card with a 29% interest and you're only ever making oh. minimum payments, you're never, you're never, yes. paying that. you're never paying that off. Yeah. So I've had a credit card with a 29% interest making the minimum payments is like, how come I owe more this month than I did last? I, I put the payment down. It's like, yeah, but interest. Like, yeah. See, and that's a feeling like we can identify with that. Yeah. How it must feel to be a person that needs mercy. No one deserves mercy. Yeah. I don't think, but there are mm. people who will need it. There, there's instances where there's no way out and that's where we show mercy. And that's where I think what, what I put in my notes is that what strikes me the most about this is I feel the heart of God in this. So God mm. is merciful. Yeah. Uh, God desires mercy, not sacrifice. We've seen that a lot in, in old Testament stuff that as sometimes, uh, churchy people get distracted or riled up about the, the judgmental God or the revelation God and the, yeah. But I don't think that's his heart. I think his heart is mercy and love. Yeah. I mean, and it, it says, we have to believe that. Yeah. It says God is love and God is mercy. And you know, he extends grace and mercy to us daily, hourly, actually <laughs> when it comes right down to it. Cause I mean, you know, if, as, as a, you know, in Romans is like for the wages of sin is death for all or for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God in the original NIV. Mm -hmm. Right. So sin is like for those who, you know, for, for trying to talk in non-Christianese kind of terms, sin is like you did something wrong that wasn't lining up with good. It was like, you did something bad doesn't matter how bad it was right you 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 think you think you know and jesus like later on in here even says like you know what even if you think about hurting somebody you've killed them it's the same yeah. thing right it's the if same you hate it's your the brother, same yeah. thing it's the same you are guilty of the same crime as killing him like because that's that's later on, and we'll get into those, and that's actually some really cool stuff. Oh, that stuff's going to be deadly. <laughs> don't, don't save it for the podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. No spoil spoilers, spoilers. You know, unless you want to read it <laughs> in the book of you know in the book of Matthew, you know, it's like it's all written there. <laughs> spoilers, yeah. It's like now another element too that I think we need to consider is that about repentance. So. Um, if you're the person giving mercy, like, I, I don't think this is licensed for us to be just forgiving people. Like if, if you're, let's, let's use the example of a, of a woman who's in an abusive relationship, her husband beats her up. She should get out of there. Like if he, if he's beating you up every day, yeah, that's not a time to show mercy. That's the time to get out. That's right. And let's say in the future, there's a time when he's utterly repentant and maybe you should show him mercy, but that doesn't mean just let go live with him again or yeah. 
invite him back into your life to start the cycle of abuse again. It just means, so in that instance, you could still be merciful and still be forgiving even or whatever. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't mean that you have to be a doormat. No, no. I think like, that might that might be a kind of a, a fine line in some instances, but I think if we let our heart guide us as far as mercy and someone truly is repentant of something they've done wrong or or maybe not it's not even sin maybe it's just mistakes we've made in our life just errors of judgment or yeah like i always have compassion for young girls who are pregnant out of wedlock when they're like 15 or 16 i know that uh, the church is kind of historically judgmental of those people yeah i still remember in my home church one girl had to get up and confess in front of the whole church and ask for forgiveness. I'm like, what? Like it that I still it still blows my mind. No, that, that particular instance. Yeah. When she I mean, it was a mistake. And so you know what? There's a lot of different physical consequences for that mistake, obviously. Yeah. But then is it a mistake? There's a, she still has a beautiful son who she loves through this whole thing and I'm not saying it was right or whatever. I'm just saying I think we sh should have shown her more mercy in that case instead of making her get up and confess in front of the church. I don't know. That's just my own personal thing. No, if, if she if she had decided on her own will, on her own accord, that that's what she needed to do was to stand that's up, true. was to stand up in front of the church, you know, in front of her family of of uh, her family body that is also should be there to help her raise this child. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, that's, that's what the family is meant to do. That's what the body of Christ is meant to do is to help support each other. Right. If she decided that this is the only way that I can, that I can. Yeah. Uh, uh, this is know. like the late eighties, early nineties. We were not, uh, it was still pretty judgy. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for for people in that situation it's still fairly at tough. least i yeah <laughs> it's i'll not be honest it's, and people yeah. still judge and it's just like yeah. that's don't. still a real big uh scarlet letter you know that's yeah there's there's some pretty strong scar red letters that are in the bible about you know don't judge because you know if you judge people i'm going to judge you the same way that you judge everybody else yeah, and that ties into this so well. Yeah. So, like you brought up before, the woman, uh, the Samaritan woman at the yep. well. Yeah. Like that's that's the mercy of Jesus. He knows exactly all your trash, down to the letter. Yeah. He knows the intent of your heart. Yet he's still showing mercy and love and reaching out to this woman. Yeah. And so, for me, like for instance. Uh, was it last week? I uh, I went into the bank teller, and I've done this like three times now. Sometimes there's there's homeless people inside there keeping warm because mm -hmm. it's starting to get cold. For those of you in the southern states listening, and and uh, getting too hot where you got to wear a tank top. We don't have that here <laughs> in like, northern Saskatchewan. Look at I've been waking up to minus. Yeah, yeah. so minus. It's below freezing every day now when I get out of bed. 
Yeah, yeah. So I'm there's growing growing a beard now just to just to survive yeah. the cold winters that we're getting on here. I might I might start mine too. I'm not sure. Wait. <laughs> Maybe next week. But uh, this guy was keeping warm for a bit, so I gave him my gloves because I I always have some of those gloves mm-hmm. that are just cotton gloves for work, you know, because they get dirty and they're cheap. You can get a pack for whatever a few bucks at a dollar store, and. Uh, uh, there was one time I had enough money too, and I, I was getting money for gas or whatever. I just gave them twenty. Yeah, you want twenty bucks? And they never say no. They was like, yes, yes, yes. Thank you very much or whatever. Yeah. Um, whereas an older version of me wouldn't show mercy or any of that in that situation. Mm-hmm. My heart of compassion, which I believe only can come from the power of the Holy Spirit and and Jesus changing my heart, I just right away had empathy. Mm-hmm. I thought, man, I wonder what brought him to this place. And I wasn't judgy at all. But that's not because I'm super Christian, man. It's because God has been changing me. Whereas in the past, I would have been like, uh, get out of here. There's no loitering. Yeah. Uh, I, I would, or I would have just been like the, the, the ones that passed the, the, the Samaritan, you know, the good, not the, the, the guy getting beaten up in the story of the good Samaritan. Yeah. I would have walked by on the other side and said, yeah. no, I'm not doing nothing. And this is where I think the verse six ties in too, with the hungering thirst for doing what's right and for justice. Like, well, yeah. so this guy, why is he in this situation? Oh, he should have just pulled himself up by his bootstraps. You don't know that. He's probably, yeah. we have no idea what's brought him to this point. So the heart of Jesus would just have compassion. Mm-hmm. And do something about it, and so show some mercy for yeah. this guy. Yeah, because I, I wish mean, I could have done more, but yeah, because I, I mean, because even when you look at those those people and stuff like that, it's like you must have had to mess up pretty bad that nobody in your family would even help you. Mm-hmm. That nobody in your family will even help you, right? You're looking like cousins, brothers, you know, whatever, right? I mean, even. Um, Here's a, here's a story from even within our, our, our own family. And I didn't know that this was happening. I didn't know that it had happened here in Edmonton. Um, so our cousin Lisa was taking um, uh, nursing courses here in Edmonton. Mm-hmm. And um, I knew that she was here. We never actually really connected because I'm weird that way that for some reason I don't like connecting with people that are like living here. <laughs> <laughs> and uh it happens. And it happens. Um probably having to do something with like living <laughs> living at the end of a road, you know, hardly ever seeing family and stuff like that. Anyway, so she was so she she went out one day and was dry and was going down the street um and she crossed the paths with this with this guy who looked homeless, like long hair, you know, big beard like Al. Uh, looking disheveled and stuff like that. And she's like, wait a second. That's my cousin, Brian. Brian Friesen. He was a homeless mm-hmm. dude. And so I think it was Brian Friesen. I think I think that's who it was. And so she's like, Brian? And he's like, Lisa, what are you doing here? And so they got Or was talk- it Chad? Yeah. Or oh, Chad. It was Chad. I think it was. He's and, the one with the dread, the dreads. You yeah, know? yeah. And so, you know, he was homeless and living on the street. And she brought him in and showed mercy and stuff like that. And, and that's who it was. It was Chad and, uh, and, you know, helped him and he, he got back on his feet, you know, but he he's needed, doing great now too. He, he needed that hand. 
right? Mm -hmm. And she showed mercy. So, oh, kudos to you. <laughs> She's awesome. Yeah. And her, and Luke is awesome. That guy is yeah. like a genius. Anyways, it's not the Freezing yeah. Family podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Well, one, one, one. Uh, that's one. such a good story of that's, that because that, that is a good story. Judgy, she just reached out. Okay, and then and then here's here's a, here's another really awesome story that I only heard about this week. Um, so our cousin Aaron. Mm -hmm. God bless him and glory. He passed away. Has it been two years? Three years already? Two years. Two years of cancer. Of cancer. So. Yeah. Yeah. F cancer. He, yeah. He was in, he was in hospice care in Vancouver. And there's this guy that comes in also for hospice care. He's, he's dying of cancer as well. Mm -hmm. And Aaron starts talking with him. This guy winds up, he's actually from Grand Forks, same town. Hmm. Right. Aaron brings this guy to Jesus. He was so strong in that. I found it from my brother, who's the pastor at the church in Grand Forks, that this dude was a bad dude. Huh. And the secretary of the church is also a court reporter. In Grand Forks. She knows every bad thing that this guy's ever been picked up for. When he would come into the church, the some of the some of the police officers who were there would watch him, even though they're off duty. Because they're the, they know that this dude's a really bad dude. That he should not be alone with anybody. And he got to go. <sighs> Okay, this is good. And he was shown mercy. From a dying man who is in like it when he who shouldn't have been dying, who is not even halfway through his life. Yeah. Who could have been bitter. But Aaron wasn't he wasn't bitter or angry. He he chronicled a lot of that and we watched him go through that stuff as he was dying and getting skinny and didn't even look like himself and yet somehow he still had that merciful, compassionate, loving spirit about him. Well not somehow, because of Jesus. That's the only way. Yeah. Wow. What and, a story. And this bad, bad dude <laughs> he's gonna be there with us at the resurrection. Yeah. Transformed, born again. Everybody mm. deserves mercy. Not just those who yeah. ask for it. Everybody. Yeah, that's true. That was a really good point. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the way God is with us, right? Wow. Well, I don't want to say any more. That was really good. I think we should leave it at that. There's nothing more we can add to something that awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, that was an amazing story that I got told this. And like, I couldn't even go to the, because there's, there's a memorial site for him up by the mm -hmm. pines. Like, I couldn't even go up there. 
the pain was. Yeah, I was there this summer and I didn't go, but we were there to remember another uncle on the Martin side. So, anyways, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching (laughs) um, this podcast. Um, I think if you don't know by now that our hearts are in this, then you probably just don't understand this stuff. You don't understand what Jesus can do to a person. I, I, I'd uh, challenge you to look into it. <laughs> uh, this is real. This is not a belief system as much as it is a relationship and a, a way of life, a kingdom coming that we want to be a part of um, this, just uh, making our lives and the lives around us more about Jesus. If you want to contact us, you got to look us up in a few places. So if you're on YouTube watching this, there's some links down there that you could follow to take you to the discord and to the Twitter, if you like Twitter, but the discord is the one we want to really build. So if you see this uh, posted in Facebook, uh, even just friend me or friend Daniel, and you'll find ways of getting to the Discord and other links. I wish they let me put links on like the on the podcast stuff, but there's nothing I could do with Spotify. But maybe I can with Apple. I'll have to look into that. But anyway, look us up um, on Twitter. I'm Alanon68, and Danny is uh, Danny Boy Dunbar. Um, you can find us there. And if you want, even go old school. It's not snail mail. It's email is sort of snail mail now. It's like <laughs> old school. <laughs> but we do have a more about Jesus 21 at gmail.com is our, is our email if you want to send us something by email. But you know what? We, we, we really love all of our listeners, those that are supporting us. Thank you very much. And I can't uh, stress it enough. We want you to be a part of this conversation. And so try to get to the Discord if you can. It's really not that scary. And it's way better than Facebook. Way less toxic. And my wife my wife even joined Discord, so. Yeah, I saw her jump in and I waved her. (laughs) And then when you wave, it gives you a little cartoony character. It's really cool. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah, you can't get that anywhere else. So until next time, let's all do what we can to make our lives more about Jesus. God bless everybody out there.